The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome. This is Ken Rashad. We are live in Washington, D.C., right outside of BWI Airport, and we have a fun show as always. We just survived a tornado watch, or not a tornado watch, an actual tornado going through Maryland and I guess through D.C. The world kind of came very dark, and uh, we all huddled in the basement and prayed that the house would still be there so I could uh, run to the office and do the show. So, Terry, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Wow, I had no idea all that was going on real close to me. (laughs) I'm doing great. Well, you know, it, it was uh, Father's Day this past weekend, and it was very exciting uh, for, to have the tornado for only one reason. My son came home from the playground, and he was so scared, and I got to hold him and say, everything's going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> then it's all good, as everything happens for a reason. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, uh, you're on the show, and we've been wanting to get you on the show for a long time because you have a, a big event coming up in Pennsylvania. So I wanted to give you first an opportunity since our guests are listening right now for any opportunity we have uh, events every single week that we're covering and that event in uh, in Philadelphia right yes it's uh, in Malvern Pennsylvania which is right outside of Philadelphia yes okay so uh, tell me about your partner Pete Winarski and your idea your vision of of this event because I know you're doing these events periodically throughout the year and uh, all throughout the United States so talk about that uh, to start off the show Sure, I'm happy to share. Um, so I've been a business consultant for a long time and a business coach, and one of my clients, Pete Winarski, um, I helped him expand his business quite a bit, and we became really good friends. And about two years ago, we were sitting in the same room, and I said, I really want to start some kind of a training to help other people make seven and eight figures in business consulting. And Pete looked at me and said, I wanted to do the same thing. So we came together. We founded a company called Business Consultant Institute. And what we've been doing is called Power Up Your Consulting Business. And we hold a two-day event for business coaches and business consultants or want to be business coaches and business consultants. We teach them how to do everything from operating their business, living a better life, to marketing their business in an easy, effortless, non-selling way to increase their numbers. And um, this is our third event, Ken, already. And we are getting, if you look at our page, business consultant event, we are getting rave reviews of the kinds of money people have been able to make from our event. So it's all paying off and, and we're doing great things for people. 
Well, I'm excited because this is our first one that uh, we're able to actually have photographers at the event really show the value people are getting at, the, at your event. So I'm excited. I wish I could personally be there. And, you know, uh, things happen when they're supposed to happen, right? So we're taking baby steps exactly. and uh, we, we have your, your event on this show. This show is going to be on social media. So we're going to help promote it as, as big as possible. And I love the model that you have because you're, you're really giving an opportunity for people who want to speak to really contribute to the event. A lot of a lot of times when you go to events, they're not really, they're concerning themselves uh, with how many people are in the audience, but you're really taking action on that part. You're really having the speakers be part of the, uh, the accountability of everyone having a full uh, audience in front of them when they speak. Yeah, we have a unique model where we do invite in some speakers that we know can add really great value. And when we... When we add in those people, we ask those people to bring their peeps, people who want to hear them speak and people who want to know uh, what they're doing so that it's creating more and more value for people. You know, uh, one of my first national events I did was about two and a half years ago. It was in Atlanta. And it was this really, really cool event. We had some of the biggest names there. I mean, you're, you're talking your Bill Walsh's. It's about 35 speakers. And the only thing they forgot to have were, was an audience. So there was 30. <laughs> so the speakers outnumbered the audience. And what was funny for me is, is the situation was unbelievable. But what was really, uh, I guess, fortunate for me is when speakers don't have an audience to think about, they actually start yeah. networking. So I was able to, I was able to really <laughs> network with these big-time speakers. And you know my number one client is a speaker or a, an author or someone that's actually a leader. So it was, it was really awesome. But your, your event is actually addressing how you build the audience and build the bandwidth and, and actually give the value back to the speaker, not just the audience. Exactly. And I'm really proud to say at our last event, which was in San Diego, um, we had some of my mentors there, plus we had uh, John Leslie Brown, and, and we had some of my really good friends in social media and other mentors. And every single one of them reported to me that they made a lot of money, they got a lot of clients. One of them got 100% people in the audience, 100% to sign up for his services, and all of it was done with no speaker making an offer from the stage, zero. Everybody does it the way that I do it, which is just hanging around and being with the audience. So um, we're just excited for the speakers also and for the value the speakers bring. I sit there with a notepad. I want to learn from every speaker, too. Well, you said you had some of your mentors there. Who, who are some of them? Uh, so one is Bill Sterling, who you know. I just love and adore Bill Sterling. I hired Bill a while ago to really help me with some NLP language, and um, I already knew NLP, but, man, he advanced my language skills, so Bill Sterling was there. I also have Gia Heller there, who's one of my good friends, and we do a lot of social media stuff together and social media masters, and she taught some of the most rockin' Facebook stuff. I mean, it was off the charts awesome. And she was the MC for the event. So I consider Gia one of my mentors. She taught me a lot about Facebook a few years ago, and I, I just love and adore her and look up to her. So she even did the, the MCing at the event, which was really, really fun. Well, I want to take a, a second just to tell the audience something, uh, some stuff about you, your, uh, your bio that you sent over. So Dr. Levine has over 30 years of business, sales, and marketing experience, encompassing work with over 5,000 business owners. She also is a best-selling author and a very popular keynote speaker. How many books have you written? Uh, 
So Turbocharge, my newest book, was book number nine. <laughs> number 19? Yep. Wow. So we are just about to hit the big 20. <laughs> we are. I'm in the middle of writing number 20 right now as we speak. <laughs> Isn't it cool how the momentum you get when you are uh, in, the, in the groove of publishing books on a yearly or even sometimes every six-month basis? You know, it's awesome, and I, I love the, the books that you create, and I, I love how much you create. I mean, it amazes me. It's like, wow, there's another cool book and another cool book that you, you put out. Um, and I think that's an important thing for anybody who is an author, an aspiring author. You want to keep writing. I've talked to some people who are like, oh, I wrote a book like five years ago. You know, well, what's current? <laughs> what are you working on now? So get in that momentum and keep writing. Well, even worse than that, Terry, it's not that they wrote a book five years ago. They're not even carrying it with them. The message is not, it's not even. So, you know, if you say, oh, really, you wrote a book five years ago? Let me see it. And, and then they say, oh, I don't carry it around with me anymore. It's, it's in my basement. Uh, so <laughs> that doesn't really help too much. You know, uh, it's true. What, what helped me really get into a uh, crunching books out on a more than one a year basis was really CEO space, which is where we met. And, when, you know, when you have to go to CO Space, no, you don't have to, but when you go to CO Space as a forum every two or three months, all you can think of is, what am I bringing to the table that I haven't done? What's my next challenge? And so um, it's really cool that we met at CO Space and we saw each other, gosh, uh, five, six forums in a row. And so we started uh, expanding what we yep. could do outside of CO Space as well. And uh, with regard to uh, Pete, I actually met him through you, and he's an awesome uh coach and he, he gives all kinds of great business advice. So I wanted to actually have the audience hear some of the advice that you give at some of these events. Well, one of the first things that we really teach people and that's really, really important is how do you get the attention of a potential client? So I'm going to give you two steps. The first step is you have to really be clear who your potential clients are and who is ideal, not just a client, but who is absolutely ideal. And a lot of times business aren't deep enough on creating their avatar. And so we spend time going really in-depth so you know exactly who they are because when you know who they are, then you can find them. You can find them on social media. You can find them by writing articles in magazines that they read. You can find them by contributing content to podcasts. You can find them um, by going to events that they're at. And we give you a ton of actually 200 no-cost ways to find them. And then the second thing that I love to talk about is called your core unique positioning statement. It's a term I trademarked about five years ago, a CUPS, core unique positioning statement. And we teach that in depth at the Power Up event and is having one sentence that differentiates you and your company from everybody else. And by the way, Ken, I'm not talking about a USP, unique selling proposition. I'm not talking about a cutesy little thing like we make dreams happen or anything like that. I'm talking about something that is a statement such as zero-cost consulting, absolutely near us to improve your bottom line. That okay. sets you apart from everybody else. Does that make sense? Of course, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And, and uh, what do you think some of the biggest challenges our businesses are facing now? Oh, my goodness. 
Um, I, I think one of the major things is that people, first of all, in their heads, business owners, and whether they have a marketing or sales team, they just think, oh, it's, the economy is bad, things are bad, times are tough, and whatever you think is what you're going to experience. So that's number one. Number two, there is so much advertising. Whether you're on Facebook or you're looking at a newspaper or a magazine or you're driving in the car, it doesn't really matter bombarded with advertising and messages. So the biggest thing that business has to do today, and it's really a problem, is stand out. How do we stand out? How do we look different? And, you know, let's go right back to a book. Being an author, using that as your business card helps you stand out. And at the first two power-ups, we had every single person who attended, we had them professionally um, interviewed, the best interviews made our first elite business systems, insider strategies of industry-leading consultants, and everyone who made that cut is in a DVD. So now they have something to give out that separates them, and they all got the opportunity, the people in the DVD, to write a chapter in the book that we published, Elite Business Systems. And so they're now published authors who can hand out books, and they can send out DVDs to their ideal target audience. So it all comes full circle. Take your core unique positioning and do something with it. And what's your take on the best use of your time or on social media and, and the best tactics to get lead generation or engagement or obviously uh, leads? Well, I love talking about this since Facebook is one of the things that I specialize in. So the first thing I'm going to tell everybody is, have an iOS device, you want to take advantage of Facebook Live. It is the biggest, best way to make a personal connection with people on Facebook. So I'm going to recommend that if you have the ability, you want to make sure that you are using Facebook Live and you can be very, very effective. You want to tell people, I'm going to be on Facebook Live. I do this on, on my page all the time. I'm going to be on Facebook Live. I'm going to be teaching or talking about XYZ at this date, this time. And then there you go. You get on. You do some Q&As with people. Um, and you start to pull. What happens is you will get more and more and more people watching that. People love Facebook Live, and it is huge. If you don't have an iOS device, because it only works right now with iOS devices, then what I highly recommend is that you use either Post Planner or Page Modo, M-O-D-O. Post Planner helps you find viral content in your industry. So if your industry is uh, speakers, and you want to see what are the hottest topics that some of the other speakers are posting about and how are their posts doing. And you see a speaker in your industry, their post went viral, and they got two or 3,000 people on that post. You can either reshare that post, meaning you'll get a lot of eyeballs on it, or you can go to page moto of that post and design it in Page Moto with your own branding. Those are my go-to items for all the clients' Facebook pages I manage. Terry? Yes. That was huge. <laughs> it is, and I'm glad you realized it. It is. <laughs> I mean, you know I, I, I am a big proponent of Facebook, and I, I kind of live off the organic, but man, that is massive. Uh, 
So if you're going to go live, tell, tell us like how that would actually look. You're, you're using your iOS device. To just share how that would actually look for someone who's a leader or a speaker, how they would actually implement this, uh, this strategy. Excellent. I'm going to teach a couple of quick tactics because uh, I will say this. A lot of people are starting to use Facebook Live and they're using it incorrectly. So let me give you some basics. Um, the first thing that you want to do is, number one, tell people when you're going live. Tell them in advance uh, and that you're going to be discussing. And the easiest way to do this to get a lot of eyeballs is see what's trending on Facebook. Find a topic that's trending. Then, when you get on and go live, um, you want to ask interactive questions. You want to ask some questions that the audience can actually start commenting, and then you can read their comments and respond. One of the things that I will say is a lot of people, and I've made this mistake also, they end their Facebook Live without the audience knowing when it's going to end. So, a recommendation is tell viewers when you're going to take maybe the final two questions. I'm going to take two more questions, then we're going to end the live video. I also really suggest that you come up with a regularly scheduled time of day, and you should look at your Facebook insights to see when the majority of your followers are online. So I've just learned the majority of my followers are online at 12 p.m. Eastern. So I'm starting to do my Facebook Live then so I get more eyeballs. And then a couple of other quick tips. Um, you can literally go live doing things where you let people take an inside look at your day-to-day life. And I have to tell you, those are the ones where I've gotten a 1,000 or 2,000 eyeballs. If you're you know, coming from your training or your workout routine or you're going to reveal something big in your life or you're on the road, you're coming from the car or the airport, people love that. So those are something, Kim. And how often are you doing your live uh, presentations? Or is it like a I'm webinar, doing- really? Yeah, it is. It's very much like a webinar, and now I'm consistently doing them Monday through Friday, and I'll be doing them at 12 Eastern um, so people know what day, what time, where I'm at, and they can tune in, and I tell the topic a day in advance. Um, And I'm getting a lot, a lot, a lot of people, not just watching, but the cool thing is I'm getting to interact with people that we're building a relationship. They like me, or they like my information, and they're getting to play and be a part of this and I'm telling you, everyone who's listening, if you don't take advantage of Facebook Live and get on it, you're making a big mistake. It is one of the greatest tools out there for business today. And did I hear you say you're doing it every single day at noon, Eastern? Monday through Friday. Yes, Monday through right. Friday. I take weekends off, but Monday through Friday, yes. Yeah, I meant every day is in work days, yes, of course, even though we work on weekends sometimes. So uh, where can people <laughs> hear you live or on Facebook? So they can go to facebook.com slash heartpreneurs with an S in it. Heart, R-E-preneurs, like entrepreneur, preneur with an S at the end. And that's where I broadcast. And this heartpreneur thing seems like it's got a lot of feeling and a lot of care for entrepreneurs. I mean, I just get that. It really does. See, I picked that up. It does. Yes, all I, I'll just tell you is really my mission. Um, I've, I've been involved with business for 30-something years, and I've seen and been a part of businesses that really didn't bring heart to their employees, to their customers, to their marketing, 
And frankly, about two years ago, I got real sick of it. And a year ago, I was in a room talking about it, and uh, somebody said entrepreneur, and I went, oh my gosh, and I trademarked it, and I renamed the company, Uh, we renamed our websites, and I'm really creating a heart movement. We have a Heartrepreneur network that people can join to get daily tips and training. It's very important to me, Ken. Well, because it's so important to you, it's important to me. And I do know that that is actually a, a huge distinction on whether businesses last or don't last or whether they're connected to community or they're just connected to profits. And uh, we all know that the business that are just thinking profit, they they don't get support. They they lose that support when and there's no loyalty from the community because they, it was all about them. So I, I love the concept. Yeah. And the, the one thing I'll just say live on the air, Terry, is uh, we've known each other for like three years at this point, and when I wanted to help you with social media, it was really that that gesture, that that heart movement of I care about entrepreneurs too. But what uh, what I found was that if you're not communicating with leaders like yourself or on a, a weekly or monthly basis, all of a sudden it really becomes wow, I haven't seen you in a year, and you miss all these opportunities to really have what has happened in this show. I mean, this show is a result of us talking about an event, and it's interesting, but even though I'm not able to physically be at the event, we were in that active conversation about how we could build this event. And so we're talking about it on a radio show, but I'm also getting so much value, and so are my guests from just what you shared uh, about the Facebook. So how long would you say a live show should be on Facebook uh, to get the optimal amount of attention? Oh, glad you asked that. Really glad. So when I first started doing Facebook Live, and I was like one of the first people to play with it, um, I was doing really short things. And it was like, oh, people are, people are coming and people are watching. Oh, that's good. And then a friend of mine said, Terry, I think you should stay on for a long time so that more people, as they're scrolling through Facebook and see you, will join. I said, well, experiment. So the next day, I stayed on for 36 minutes, and that one had... 12 eyeballs versus my short ones that may have 100 or 200. So now most of mine are 30 to 45 minutes. So like you said, Ken, it's like a webinar. So think about delivering massive value and content. And when you're doing all this, it's all recordable. So you can regenerate that contract and the uh, content in the podcast or even into new books. Yeah. Make sure that you do two things and sometimes people don't think of us, make sure that you are saving it to your camera roll and then saving it on Facebook as well. Done really, really good live feeds and they didn't know to save them. So you want to save them and I'm going to also recommend that you take advantage of the second best social media network, which is YouTube, and that you take those same videos and you put them in YouTube because for me, um, I've been able to monetize off of two social media networks, the two that I love and adore, Facebook and YouTube. So I'm going to recommend those. And where does uh, one set themselves up with an iOS device? Where do you get the device so you can actually go live? You can't do it from your computer, okay? So if you own an Apple computer, which is iOS, you can't yet go live from your computer. I'm glad you're asking that. You can do it from your phone, and you can do it from an iPad. If you happen to have both, I everything. I prefer the iPad. It's obviously got a, a bigger video and does a, a better job. Both of them are fine. I have a lot of my clients right now that just have iPhones or using their iPhones. Now, I will give everyone this little, like, word of warning. 
not everybody is going to see the Facebook Live button. You may have an iOS device and you may not see that button. Facebook is rolling this out and eventually it will be everybody that has an iOS device, but it's not yet. So if you have a Facebook page that has like no followers and you haven't really been posting on Facebook or a person's page I looked at a little while ago, he posted last March and he's never posted. You may not have that little icon that looks like uh, it's got like circles around your head. <laughs> you may not have that yet. Okay. However, keep posting on Facebook and you will get it. Awesome. And then uh, I was going to ask another question about this. What was the question I was going to ask? What was it? Oh, how do you save? How do you that save? How, how do you save the... Uh, oh, great. The, uh, Excellent question. So after you're done with your video and it loads on Facebook, go to your video. While it's, after it's loaded, you have to wait until it's fully loaded. Then go to your... On an Apple device, right-click, and it will say... Another way to do it is on the right of your video, there's always on every Facebook post or whatever you put up, there's always a drop-down menu. So when the menu does its little drop-down, there's one that says save, and you want to click save. Cool. So this is the kind of stuff you can learn at this event, right? Absolutely. This is the stuff that we teach. There's a lot of different secrets. There's a lot of tools. We actually give out a lot, a lot, a lot of tools. Um, and I'll tell you, we have some of the, we really do have some of the brightest clients, and our clients share their tools and resources also. And when is the date of the event? So the event is coming up this weekend, and I have to really think, what are the dates for this weekend? Uh, that's a great question. I don't know what today's date is to figure out the weekend dates. Well, we'll just say it's before July 1st for right now, and we'll also just say it's, it's Saturday and Sunday. I was gonna, <laughs> why don't we just say it's Saturday and Sunday, not even worry about the date? It's just Saturday and go. Sunday. It's Saturday and Sunday, it is. It is. All right. It's easier. Yes, yeah, Saturday and Sunday. Okay, and what website can they go to to get uh, to, to register for the event? Can register at businessconsultantevent.com. Businessconsultantevent, and you'll see it'll say join us, and it'll say Philadelphia. So you want to pick the one that says Philadelphia, click register now, and you'll be able to come to the event. Uh, and again, I'm telling you, it's two full days of training that will really give you the exact step-by-step strategies to business coaching or business consulting or help you create an extra income stream doing one of those. And for the people that are listening in, uh, on the West Coast, you're going out to the West Coast later this fall, is that correct? We're planning another trip out to the West Coast. We haven't established our date and time yet, so if you are interested and you want to stay tuned, um, what you can simply do is go to Business Consultant Institute, Business Consultant Institute, and you can join our list over there, and then we'll keep in touch with you and let you know when the next events are coming. Okay, and so your, your new book that just came out, Turbocharge, uh, tell us about that book real quick. I am so excited about that book, so thank you for asking. Um, term that somebody gave me, Heartrepreneur, um, I had been in the very beginnings of writing a book where I was sharing everything that I've done to create seven-figure businesses for myself six times um, and that I teach my clients. And I thought, I'm just going to share everything in a book because I can't consult with everybody in the world and teach them, but I can put it in a book. And then I realized 
I wanted to use Heartrepreneur because it was important. So in Turbocharge, how to transform your business as a Heartrepreneur, I literally, that I have done and taught my clients to do to create seven figures and eight, doing it without traditional sales, marketing, and without money. How to do it heart-to-heart by connecting face-to-face instead of clicking from place to place. And I'll tell you, it works. And so I wrote it to share it, and every single chapter, after you read a chapter in the book, you get to go and watch videos that teach concepts even beyond the chapter. So it's not just a book. It's a whole training series that comes with the book. Okay, well, I just want to say that uh, Terry has a mission of changing the way business is done in the 21st century and creating a movement of hundreds of thousands of heart entrepreneurs doing business heart to heart. And you really should get this book. Uh, you can go to www. Heartrepreneur, and that's heart, R-E-P-R-E-N-E-U-R.com. And uh, make sure you say hi to and say that you're amplified by Terry on this show, and she'll probably give you a nice little gift or some, some type of thing because she's always giving value to anyone that is following her. So we're going to go on break right now. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Higher education faces lots of changes. If you are a student, educator, or in the workforce, you'll want to tune into Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Your host, Dave Goldberg, and his guests will explore the innovations that higher education adopts as it reinvents itself. The world of higher education is constantly changing. Stay on top and stay ahead of the rest. Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. If you want to learn how to be a better leader, increase your level of business performance, and motivate your team and organization more effectively, listen for Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. Luis Vicente and his guests will share their expertise and enthusiasm in helping you to succeed. It's combining that drive with business skills that will do just that. Tune in live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Welcome back. This is Ken Rashan. We have Terry Levine, the founder of Heartpreneur Network, 
And as the chief entrepreneur, her company is changing the way business owners around the world connect with their target audiences, then sell and serve their customers and their employees. The entrepreneur Network has business owners stop selling, marketing, and operating businesses using traditional methods and moves them into true, authentic, heart-to-heart, people-centered communication models where sales and marketing aren't even necessary. So I thought we'd start the segment with that because you had so much heart in the first segment. Let's talk about the <laughs> entrepreneur. So I, I know how you got the name. So talk about the network and, and how we can build that network. Yeah, I'm excited about this. I've realized that uh, we stopped counting in my business two years ago or three years ago when I had reached client number 5,000. And so we realized I was reaching a lot of people. And at the same time, I really knew that there was the same concerns between all the people I was reaching. And so people weren't exactly where they wanted to be in business and life. They weren't really happy in their careers. They didn't necessarily have ideal relationships. They maybe didn't feel great about how they looked. And and in general, they were telling me all the things they dreamt of and being an entrepreneur and having a great life weren't there. They weren't accomplishing those goals. And I thought, well, why am I doing that? You know, why has it been relatively easy for me? And so I decided to put together a heartpreneur network where I can help all entrepreneurs give up all those limiting beliefs, fears, anxieties that keep them stuck, that I can really help them design the life and work they want, potentially double or triple their income and create freedom in their lives. And I said, I'm going to do it through a network. I'm going to get everybody into the network. I'm going to give them massive value. So it's five bucks to join the network, five bucks, which, you know, is like a Starbucks. And they get monthly training. They get what's called a heart line where they can actually bring me questions and I answer them monthly. They get a daily Heartgram, they get a business builder virtual summit, they get a consultation, and they get so much value and so much training. And I basically said, hey, give us five bucks, get in the network, and try it. And that's, that's how we're running the network, and it's, it's gaining a lot of traction. And I hope that some of the listeners will, will join us so that in a month we can start to change your business and your life. And we post this on social media, Terry. You can also uh, put any offers you want that are uh, valuable to people that are listening or are going to see it on social media. So no problem there. I'm happy to share. Thank you. You know, uh, one of the reasons I've always wanted you on this show is because you have one of the biggest radiating smiles on earth. Uh, And (laughs) remember I gave you the cute smiling card because I just saw your smile. And you you use that photo a lot, so you're actually creating the smile movement uh, just by having that as your profile photo, and you use it in a lot of your your PR. So I know Barry Shore appreciates that a lot, and and you know when you have that as your message, you're actually showing the world that you really care uh, from a standpoint of this is about making positive impact. This is about people being more abundant, and and smiles come from abundance. So uh, you're really cool about that. Thank you. Thank you. And, and I'm honored to, to share the smiles as much as I can everywhere I can. And I do use that photo a lot. It's my very favorite photo. And uh, I say in my book, <laughs> and so I'll say it here, um, I, I give an acknowledgement to you, Ken, in my book. Um, I thank you. I talk about the Umbrella Syndicate, and I particularly mention that I never, ever liked having my photo taken until you came along, um, and somehow I feel like you capture me and my personality, so I thank you for that. You're welcome, and you know, when I saw you, 
I said, I asked if I could take your picture, and I saw that hesitancy. And I said, Oh my God, you're beautiful. Let me let me get this shot. And your spirit is actually just glowing. So it's it's so easy to actually capture that. And people miss that it's not about the photo. It's about actually that connection uh, when they're actually so happy, and it's actually being captured as happiness or just the beauty or love that you're exuding. So I'm glad you allowed me to do that. And and, and the picture. Every time I see it, I'm like, I, I did that picture. I'm so excited. But but it's you. It's actually, you know, it's it's you just being that all the time. And I saw it. So cool. Mm, thank uh, you. Thank you. So, so where did where did business actually start for you? When when did you actually get the inkling that hey, you know what, I want to be an entrepreneur? So I think it actually started when I was a Girl Scout. <laughs> I really do. Um, I'm just going to go way back in time. And I lived in New York State, and I was selling Girl Scout cookies. And, uh, you know, they said there was a contest for who could sell the most in New York State. And, of course, New York State's huge. So I thought, well, I'll just play, you know. And I found myself not worrying about talking to people and went from apartment building to apartment building, just knocking on doors. Um, and, you know, sold tons of Girl Scout cookies. And about four months after the whole Girl Scout cookie drive was over, I found out that I had sold more Girl Scout cookies than anybody else in New York State. And I thought, oh, this is easy. <laughs> so I always wanted to do my own thing. My parents were like, no, you have to go to college. You can't just start a, you know, a, a business. So I did that. And immediately when I came out as a speech-language pathologist, I opened up uh, a clinic and started my business and later found out when someone purchased my business, I was the first speech-language pathologist in private practice. I just wanted to do my own thing, and that's what I went out and did. And what are some of the craziest things? You shared with me, uh, one, one is you have, you're a coffee addict. Is that correct? Is that a good way of putting it? <laughs> Oh, my God. You know me because you have 100 pictures of me with a cup of coffee. I love coffee. I love coffee. I love the smell of coffee. And I've tried to quit it, but, hey, I love it too much. And I know another thing you love. Uh, You love hugs. I do love hugs. I love to give them. I love to get them. And one of the reasons I really enjoy doing live events is because you're face-to-face and heart-to-heart and hug-to-hug. And I just think there aren't enough hugs given. We, ha- we don't spend enough time in our, in our culture here in the United States where we give a long embrace and a long hug heart-to-heart. And I just recommend that you go through your day giving away hugs and be open to receive them. It'll just bring so much joy into your day. So, yeah, I do love hugs. Well, I, I I think you're the person I have more pictures of you being hugged or hugging people than anyone else. And it was it was a, one of those blessings, just like this event in one sense. I mean, I, we don't know all the blessings that are going to come out of it yet. But when you were uh, at Digital Footprint and I'm doing these like 10 or 12 hour days and uh, I come downstairs after probably either one taking a nap or doing post-production because I was up. Uh, many nights doing the post-production you go did you get any photos of me i'm like uh <laughs> and and so i said i can make it up to you and you're like a little i guess i think you were probably wondering how that could possibly be true but, i was i was but, but we stayed we staged about 40 or 50 hugs at least and it wasn't staged as in please hug terry it was that everyone wanted to hug you and so i got all those pictures that i don't think would have happened had i taken the pictures of you just on stage i don't i don't think the magic like that happened it was a different type of uh opportunity to actually be Terry and, and, and connect with Terry. 
you know, I've always reflected on that. I thought I really lucked out by you not being here for my talk (laughs) and having the opportunity to just have people come up because I remember that so well. It left such an impression on me that people came up. They not just gave me hugs, but while they were hugging me, they were telling me what value they got from my talk, and it just made being there so worthwhile because at that particular time, uh, I wasn't physically well. I was in a lot of pain, and so it really changed and helped me really receive. So the world works in, in mysterious ways, and that was a beautiful thing. You know, and a, a part to take away from that is you allowed me to give to you because you forgave or you just said you didn't want me to feel bad about that because you saw that I, I certainly didn't intend it, but also that it was, you, you were one of my clients. You, I was doing your social media. It was an opportunity for me to really support you. And when you allowed it just to be, I thought, how can I make this up and it be more powerful? And what I came up with was, Let's, let's just put you on stage for a bit. And I just said to a couple people, you want to hug? And all of a sudden, all these people wanted to run up there and hug you on stage. And it was just, it was phenomenal. And I think it even started with Bill Sterling or something. It was somebody like Bill that you were standing next to. And I said, let me get a picture of the two of you. And I, and I made, it was started off as just, let me connect you to people that you care about. That's what it started out as. And then next thing I know, all these people were hugging you. I said, this is really a way better album than I could possibly create or have imagined. <laughs> Yeah, it really, really turned out beautifully. I look at those photos a lot, and every once in a while, somebody will repost one of them on Facebook, and I can just feel it. It just felt so good. Well, you've always been an advocate for uh, the power of social media and the power of uh, the photography and and the viral campaigns. And and I I know that uh, there's a real big conversation of how does engagement equal money in the bank? And I'm still exploring that. But I think you're one of those people that's going to help me, especially with the live Facebook and just uh, tapping this engagement into your events and seeing how that engagement has a call to action because they trusted because they experienced and they got so much value that the next step they take is really the online uh, organic viral campaign where they say, hey, I want to play more. And they actually become a bigger or better customer or referral partner for you because they're going beyond the event and using the social media to actually express that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, one of the things I'll just share, I love to teach people how to use Facebook correctly. Um, and I, I do that not just at the Heartrepreneur Network. I do it in TurboCharge. Uh, I do it if you if you tune in tomorrow. Um, I'm doing a Facebook Live. It's a later one because I have a meeting. It's at 1 Eastern. But I am doing a Facebook Live on Facebook.com slash Heartrepreneurs. And I'm teaching you how to use Facebook Live. So I'm, I'm here to share and here to help, and I hope people tune in for that too. And 99% of people are not using Facebook uh, effectively, meaning you, if you asked a business person, are you making money off Facebook, the answer is not only no, but they're like, is that possible? And it, when you look at people's business pages on Facebook, it's not a surprise when you see that they have two likes and their engagement's pretty flatlined or they're talking about it's pretty flatlined. How could that page actually be producing anything? So I, I want to acknowledge also that you're one of the people that CEO Space really goes in deep and gives the real meat the matter of how you make money using your social media. And I, I give you high, high compliments for that because too many people talk about the superficial aspects of, of social media and they don't dig into how does engagement and conversion happen because you're doing certain things right or wrong. And I'll just say this. This is huge. Um, I 
review people's Facebook pages all the time. If you just ask me to review your page and just put it on one of my posts at Heartrepreneurs, uh, I'll, I'll do it. I do it for free. I just go over, I look at it, and I'll tell you what you're doing right and wrong on Facebook. But the common theme is one of two things. One, people are trying to sell on Facebook. Now, I've made over a million dollars on Facebook without selling without selling. I build relationships. I shouldn't look at your page and see post after post that tells me how great you are or what to buy or where to go. No. Value, 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 content. Show me that you know stuff. Be intelligent. Make me smile. Give me motivation. And number two, they don't post enough. It used to be that you used to post once a day because the algorithm was you're supposed to post once a day. But the truth is, your post, if you post once a day, has a short span of time in which people see it. So you want to post about every three hours, and that's why you want to use Post Planner. Um, and I teach you how to do that if you don't know. But I'm happy to do Facebook reviews because let me tell you, gang, you can monetize Facebook. I live off of Facebook. I make my entire living by building relationships heart-to-heart on Facebook. That's awesome. And I wanted to ask a couple of the questions I had jotted down before the uh, show just because I, I thought of such brilliant questions, Terry. I mean, when you hear these questions, you're going to be like, this, <laughs> I can't wait. Is the, this is the kind of host that really does his homework and really gives thought-provoking questions. Now, I'm not doing these to throw you off, but uh, one of the questions I had is, for all those aspiring entrepreneurs considering starting their first business, how can they make sure they succeed? Oh, wow, that is a great question. So I'm going to start with something that most people don't talk about. The first thing is that success in business to me is an inside game. It is not the outer actions that you take. There's a lot of ways to get to six figures, seven figures, and eight. However, I've never, ever met any super successful person who has gotten there without having their inner mindset perfectly tuned up. So that's the first thing you have to do is work on your inner frame of mind. If you're sitting around thinking about what you don't have, why you don't have it, desperately wanting it, longing for it, searching everywhere to get it, then you're focusing on lack and you're going to get more lack. So we've got to get your inner game right. And the second thing is don't invest a lot of money in business cards, letterhead, anything. Just get out and talk to five people every day single day, and I mean this, five people every single day. I took my consulting business when I started 20 years ago from zero to 30 clients in 30 days. That's getting one client on average every day with a waiting list. I've never looked back in 20 years. What I did was got out from behind a computer and out of my home and out of my office, and I made sure every day I eyeballed to eyeballed, heart to heart, hug to hug with five people being of service and value to them, not trying to sell them. And I'll tell you what, I have every one of my clients doing it, whether you're a realtor, whether you own a store, whether you're speaker, trainer, author, five people a day, you will have a massive start to business success. Totally agree. And in your life of business or not, what is the thing you're most proud of? I'm actually really most proud of my extraordinary marriage. Um, You know, I think it's difficult for for people to, A, stay married a long time, and B, to really be happy in their marriage. And um, I just celebrated my 38th wedding anniversary. I've been with my husband 41 years. 
um, actually 42, 42 years. Um, and I'll just tell you, for me, that is just such a wonderful thing in my life and such a blessing. And I'm, I'm so proud of that because it, it doesn't just happen. It does take work. You know, Mark and I, we're, we're great together and we're really different apart. He's, he's a very different thinker than I am and I'm very different than he is. And so it's learning to honor and to acknowledge and to focus on positive aspects and to learn better communication. So I feel like our marriage is a representation of me becoming a better self. And there's no doubt about it. He is a champion for you. He's, he's so supportive. Uh, you, yeah. you, I mean, anyone who marries an entrepreneur is on, in a different game. I mean, they're, they're in a different type of marriage setting because the entrepreneur is the dreamer. They're the person that takes the risk. They're the person that might have to travel and might have to just do really weird schedules. So um, I, I've seen Mark uh, come to your aid and support you, and he's, he's in the audience so uh, actively engaged. Hey, people are calling into the uh, the show using the wrong number. That's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the biggest challenge you've had to overcome? Well, uh, I actually have a disease that's called reflex sympathetic dystrophy, and it is a neurological disease. And uh, when I fundraise for kids at the foundation with the kids who have the disease, when I fundraise for the disease the way I describe it is imagine someone took all the blood out of your veins filled you up with lighter fluid, and lit you on fire. Uh, it's a horrifying disease. It's called the disease of fire, burning, or hell. It is the highest ranked disease um, for pain on the McGill pain scale, higher than anything else that's ever been documented. So I, I had a real challenge. I've, I have the disease now for 10 years, and uh, for the first almost 18 months, I was in a wheelchair, um, full leg um, that was not usable, and burning and screaming, literally three to six hours a day, non-functional, couldn't do business, uh, on 29 medications, including getting ketamine, which is elephant tranquilizer, infused into my body. Uh, that was a really major, huge, difficult challenge for me. And, uh, you know, miraculously, and it really is miraculous that um, right now I am in remission, um, fully healthy, in absolutely zero pain, and every single day, blessed that I'm not, and helping those who are. And that really is also a testament to the compliment, and what you're most proud of is that you have a marriage that is actually happy. Absolutely. Because, because he was there for you the whole time. Entire time. And, you know, there were times that I said to my friends, if I were married to myself, I would divorce myself because it, it really was miserable. I, I mean, I never had a second that I either wasn't screaming or crying. Uh, and it really, when I say that, I mean that. It was 18 months of either loud screaming or crying. Um, there wasn't a moment where I wasn't in excruciating pain. And to live day and night with someone like that for 18 months was difficult. And to, for 10 years, to be by my side initially watching the disease progress from one leg to my entire body and watching me deteriorate, you know, it's not a lot of fun. And my awesome husband just stood by me and supported me all the way through it. Yeah, and you know, the, the love that he gave you, the support, that was obviously one of the reasons that you are who you are now, is that you're this very strong person, is that you were fueled by someone who believed in you. Yes. Yes, very much, and I am grateful. Now, 
the reason I asked you about the challenge is because I thought that was a good follow-up question to what you were most proud of specifically because of the answer you gave. But uh, you've had other challenges, uh, like, for instance, uh, you were an athlete, right? I was a runner. Um, I was about to uh, run in the New York Marathon. <laughs> Uh, I, I always wanted to do that. It was my dream, and I'd entered and entered, and all of a sudden I got a number. It was like, oh, my gosh. And I worked myself up to running 19 miles a day and knew that I could do the marathon because the 19 miles had become easy. When at first I couldn't run a mile in the beginning. And a few weeks before the New York Marathon, I tore my ACL um, and, you know, was not able to do it, but mentally I did it. Uh, I also uh, did a lot of ultimate fighting. <laughs> so even though I'm kind of tiny, I'm short and kind of petite, uh, I, I loved ultimate fighting because it let me use jujitsu. Uh, black, I'm a black belt in jujitsu. It, it lets you leverage your size. You don't need strength. Uh, so yeah, I, I love doing that. And I also raced Formula Dodge cars professionally. So <laughs> I have some odd hobbies. Yes, you do. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I wasn't really in a uh, taking you at your word that you were like an ultimate fighter until I saw you challenge Ed Bogle and Harry uh, <laughs> Harry Lay at CEO Space. And both of them are probably got you by, I'd say, at least a couple hundred pounds. And you took both of them out like in a, less than a minute. I mean, they... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm good at that, and and I, I had a, a really interesting experience. I'll share real quick. A, a gentleman was well, at one. Well, of before my you events. before you do yeah, before ahead, you do, go, Terry, go I just want to I want to finish the story. Is that most people would have said that when Harry and Ed Bogle were down, and there was no way that they were going to get back up, <laughs> Hugh Ballou jumps on your back and from behind. Oh, you had no idea. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And and he's like, you're swinging him around, and all of a sudden, over the top of your shoulder, you lay him out right on top of Ed and Harry, and they're like, just what we needed, right? I forgot about that. I forgot that, about that. I'm that was one of those times that. I was so mad I did not have my camera handy. I was, I, well, I, I put it this way. I had my camera, but I was I was so flabbergasted, I couldn't even pick it up to take the shot. So, uh, yeah, tell me, tell me about the other story, but I just had to share that with our audience. Oh, I can't even remember. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Here we go. So I, at my event recently, a, a guy came up to me. He's like six seven. I'm not kidding. And he's like, I'm a black belt in jujitsu. Do you want to grapple? And I was like, I haven't done this in a few years. Okay. And everybody's going, what? You know, here I'm in a dress. You know, I'm at the event with heels on. And we just grappled for a few minutes. You know, he, he's much bigger than I am, and he's a really strong guy. But, man, I, I could hold my own with him. If he wanted to, if he wanted to get me tapped out, I would have. But i got to tell you, I, I love it. I love doing that. It's just fun. And so it was kind of fun that he came over and was like, okay, I'm going to challenge the speaker and see, does she really know how to grapple or not? And everybody got to watch. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Well, believe it or not, our hour is almost up, Terry. And I want—I I like to close wow. out my shows with with what I think really transforms someone's life or propels them into uh, their their biggest power, which is their mentors, uh, the books they read, and the quotes they live by. So, uh, whatever you'd like to share for the next couple of minutes about who is your mentor and what has really changed your life with reading and, and quotes. Thank you. So uh, the biggest mentor that I ever had that made the biggest difference in my life was Zig Ziglar. I got to work directly with Zig Ziglar and became a born-to-win trainer for his organization. 
and that has really changed my life. Um, there's two books that I read over and over and over again every quarter and have all my clients read, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill and The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Um, I recommend that everybody read those books. I read them every single quarter, and I have for, I think, about at least 18 years, so I recommend that. And then the thing that I want to say to people and really have people understand is that whatever you're vibrationally offering, whatever you put out there in your feelings and your emotions, that's what you vibrate, is exactly, exactly what you attract back. So if you don't like what you're attracting, work on your inner game. Your inner game starts all of your business success. You know, I didn't acknowledge you for that brilliant uh, advice you were giving earlier about your inner game and the mindset because it really is true. When you shift to abundance and you shift to high value, you deliver it, you attract it, and it becomes just a whole new fun game. So that's, that's awesome. I just wanted to share in the last minute, uh, anyone that would like to reach out and, and see Terry, you can go to Terry Levine on Facebook and see one of her live Facebook uh, streams. She's doing them almost every day at noon. Uh, and then Heart, Heartpreneur, H-E-A-R-T-R-E-P-R-E-N-E-U-R.com. And I will be posting this when we post your show on ways that people can reach out to you. And the event is this weekend in the Philadelphia area. And again, you can reach out to uh, Amplified or Terry Levine for more information about the event. Hope you can make it. And Terry, you have been Amplified. You're an awesome friend, an awesome guest. And I can't wait to have you back. Thank you so much. It was a joy to be here, Ken. Anytime. All right. I'll talk to you later. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashawn again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard. 